everyone. Welcome to Technically Inappropriate. Thanks so much for tuning in for another week. This week, they didn't give me a topic. There most definitely probably is a topic, but my script does not include it. Major oversight if you're asking me, but despite the fact that there's a topic that nobody but the boys knows about yet, somehow they get into talking about facial hair instead. Russ's poor son is apparently having to deal with him living the bachelor life, whatever that means. And it turns out that they all have a big love for Cajun food of all things. So it's time to pause your Hallmark movies and tune in for another shit show. Enjoy! Tony is 10 pounds lighter and half as smart. <laughs> Much like Samson, I've uh, I, I shaved off the uh, useless face hair. <laughs> and um, the bottom end. <laughs> well, people ask, and they say, like, you know, are, are you growing a a beard for some, um, you know, uh, visual statement? It's like, no, I just since I don't have to go into the office and I work in software, so why should I shave more than once every, you know, you know, quarter moon or something, you know? <laughs> Are you talking about me right now? <laughs> no, if we were talking about you, Rob, it'd be talking about like throwing in some extra uh, bleach with the uh, budgie smugglers. <laughs> they do burn a little when you put them on at first. <laughs> yeah, that, but that burn is not because of the bleach. I I went on a whole creepy mustache growing adventure when COVID started. So around April, when everybody started to go really crazy with the lockdown, uh, me and some buddies uh, decided to see who could grow the creepiest mustache before our wives or partners would make us stop. And I won. <laughs> so, so back when I back when I worked for uh, AT&T. It was creepy as shit, I saw it. Uh, it was sorry, pretty Tony. horrifying. <laughs> I'm still not allowed within 100 feet of a school. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't the mustache's problem. <laughs> so back when I worked for uh, AT&T, I, um, uh, and I was playing serious rugby at the time, so I, I was you know, a very svelte uh, man back then. You know, uh, my 100-meter sprint could be measured on a stopwatch instead of like today, which would require a calendar. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I don't know what, for some Stupid reason. We had a an end of year event, a Christmas party, whatever, and I I said, you know, it'd be it'll be stupidly funny for me to grow a mustache and go to the uh to the Christmas party. So I grew the mustache and you know, I'm there at the Christmas party, I've got my sports coat on, you know, white shirt, tie. And uh one of the guys I played rugby with is from South Africa. And he came up to me and he said, You know, uh, you remind me of a, a detective back home in Johannesburg. And then he looked at me and said, you know, not the good type of detective. <laughs> so, More like the tortured detective. Well, when a South African is telling you that you're not a good type of detective, there's really only one type you can be. And so at that point, I decided I should never wear a mustache ever again. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I once wore, I, so I usually keep like the full beard thing going, or, but one time 
I can't remember why I did it when I was at Microsoft, but I think it was like just everyone was doing mustaches. So I came in with like a mustache on for like one or two days and it literally looked like a, a caterpillar had literally died on my face. It was just <laughs> the absolute most porn looking thing I'd ever seen. It was terrible. I, I, I had I had a lot of fun shaving mine off. I would I would pop out of the bathroom with different looks. I'm like, oh, I've now, <laughs> now I was a molester. Now I'm a cop. <laughs> did you ever the go whole the, time, Josie's like, this isn't, this is not helping. Did, did <laughs> There's you nothing the full, you're doing that's working you go for the me. Jake Plummer. Oh, I, I had, I, I went with like the, uh, like the wrestler thing down the sides. I don't know what you call that. That's uh, the full Jake Plummer. But then I also had a cool little soul patch. Oh man! <laughs> Just it, you know, for extra for the extra creepy points. <laughs> I can't remember what they call it, but yeah, where you shave this, but you keep all the all of this. It looked I looked straight yeah. out of the Civil War. Like you, you just get rid of the the chin and everything yeah. here, so you just got yeah. this coming down and along the cheeks and back right, up you've got, into the side. You, you've got the mutton chops going on. Yeah. You've got, you know. See, I can't do I can't oh. do that. Like I, nothing comes in here at all. So well, that's probably because of a you know a severe lack of testosterone there, Russ. I mean, that's my best guess. Yes. Yeah. So. But yeah, no, that there's a glorious picture of me uh, with that out there somewhere for sure. Well, it's, it's unclear say, when when Rob says there's a glorious picture of him with fur. Is that his mangy yak belt, or is that his real fur? <laughs> mangy yak my belt is what's on belt. his face. So. <laughs> oh man. So, Tony, how's your week been going? Week's been good. Week's been good, you know. Uh, I, I got over fair to middling. I'm now, uh, you know, fair to good. Excellent. So, I um, sent out, uh, I, I've sent some awesome memes uh, so far this week, you know, <laughs> justifying my continued employment by keeping the people that I work with uh, amused. Happy. <laughs> yeah, amused. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a bit self. Not too bad. Um, I'm, I'm ready for. I'm re I'm glad it's Friday. I'm I'm good with that. I think I want to dig into some like camera stuff or whatever. We're gonna do some stakes this weekend. Play just uh, like all the soccer leagues are kind of coming to an end for their kind of their winner. So I've I've had like double headers and like a ton of games this week. So I was so enthusiastic when he said coming to the end, but then he <laughs> added more. More. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be more seasons. There'll always be more. Sorry, Tony. I hate to say it. So not too bad there. Um I, th I think I'm gonna I'm gonna hang out with some friends this weekend, smoke some steaks, have a good time, like just forget about stuff for a bit. Be nice. What about you, Russ? What you got going on? My my wife is out of town uh -huh. on a business trip. Not <laughs> your time. Like, <laughs> there's like so she works for an art gallery and there's an art show down on the coast and so she and her uh gallery have gone down there they left yesterday and um the wheels are already falling off so, <laughs> so <laughs> she she was still like she was here and i don't i think that i kind of got my shit together right but then she leaves town and I realized how much I do not have my shit together because <laughs> yesterday uh, at 7.45 my s p.m., my son walks in to the room where I'm napping and says, what's for dinner? <laughs> and I realized I had been sleeping for the last two hours. 
<laughs> and at that point, I had no just, plan. You didn't give so, him a hammer and say whatever you find. <laughs> yeah, well, I was like, "There's fucking frozen shit in the freezer, man. Leave me alone." <laughs> so I'm as uh, just yeah, as so abandoned as you are. <laughs> I usually I make it more than a day or so, but I haven't even made it a day, and now it is. Uh, five in the afternoon on a Friday. My kid's going to be home at any second, and I want to put on a good show, but we're recording this, so he's just going to have to wait. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> also, to, to be fair, I have no idea what we're eating tonight. <laughs> it does a character building. <laughs> Provide them with a set of ingredients and tell them the person that comes up with the best solution will be the one that will be eating. <laughs> that's right <laughs> i'm gonna say that while i'm eating my peanut butter and jelly sandwich that's right it's <laughs> See, good i was never things. good on the whole cooking thing it's like i can cook like don't get me wrong but i'm also quite happy just to eat the ingredients as they they live and yeah. so i might might well yeah i can assemble this salad or i can just eat the carrot and the cucumber <laughs> and the the ham and everything just individually the the, the, the word to it incorporate into your vocabulary is deconstructed yeah i'm having a deconstructed salad yeah it's see a- the word in my vocabulary for that is pretentious <laughs> well that is my specialty <laughs> so when sarah's out of town you're just rummaging around the house grabbing whatever you can find in the fridge and just stuff in your mouth is all day. pretty much so you just know it's deconstructed like, burritos deconstructed pizzas not well well so generally what i do is actually when sarah's out of town i make the stuff that she doesn't like like she's not a huge fan of gumbo mm. and jambalaya and a bunch of the rest of all of that awesome louisiana type food oh yeah um and so i generally will go okay i'm gonna make myself a ga- two gallons of uh, of um, um, soup, you know, and I will eat that with you know, and and, and with the 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 gumbo, you know, it's like oh, I'll go the whole hog and have like three to six pounds of uh, of smoked sausage and chicken and prawns in it, and um, you know, then I'll just eat that for two days freeze some so that you know when i find that i need some additional food and then i'll go out and make some spanish rice with uh, like a dirty spanish rice which is basically spanish rice um that you show porn to mm. and um <laughs> you know and, and, and so i i make all the stuff that she doesn't like while i'm you know while she's out and then we make you know, the stuff that we both like when she's here. And then when she's on her own, she can, you know, make as much mac and cheese as a human being can, uh, you know, <laughs> eat in the one week space that I'll be gone. It sounds like consume and not get scurvy. So the next time Sarah's leaving town, could you just remind me? Cause uh, I haven't had a good gumbo or jumble ever. Oh, holy crap. So I, when I did this nerd weekend a couple weeks ago, yes. Uh, one oh, of the guys, your, uh, smoldering man. <laughs> yes. Smoldering man. Smoldering uh, man DC. So I'm the game master, but I asked for someone to be the grub master and the grub master uh, has family from Lafayette, Louisiana. And on Saturday he made a fucking gumbo that was the tits. Oh yeah, my God. Let, let me, let me be clear. This is like, I come 
from the South. You know, all right? The why, 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 okay, why? Okay, I was really wondering sound. where that was going. <laughs> <laughs> to the point that I would consider Louisiana to be the Arctic of Australia. Right. And so, yeah. you know, I make a gumbo. It, pro- you know, proper people from Louisiana would probably say, what the hell is that crap? <laughs> yeah. And why are you forcing it upon us, you bastard? Right. You know, uh, I like it. I, I love gumbo. Like, trust me, I could eat my body weight in gumbo when I'm in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I do question, I, I hear what you're saying, Tony, because if uh, an Australian from the Pacific Northwest offered me their homemade gumbo, I might have questions. I might raise an eyebrow. I, I think right. this is you, one of the meals we have when we do our this cab, the summer cabin trip we're doing. You, you bring all of the excellence that is known from British food. Right. To a cuisine, which comes, which is based from a country, France, that you fundamentally hate. <laughs> so right. it's clear and that I all, have. All, also, all the ingredients come from the bottom of a delta. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, the exception of the pig. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, well, depends on got, how you treated the pig. <laughs> unless you got a really lost pig. Right. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. But yeah, I, you know. You cannot go past. We went and we we went and watched. Um, we watched the Seahawks play Chicago in a. Uh, was it Chicago? Oh, it could have been Atlanta. Seahawks play Atlanta in a playoff game, mm-hmm. and uh, we went to uh, New Orleans to watch it. Oh, and okay. The New Orleans <laughs> people were asking, "Why are you here?" Yeah, uh, and you know, and they hate Atlanta. So we said, like, really? Out of the two places, would you prefer to watch this game in Atlanta or in New Orleans? Like, we got gotcha. you. We understand why you're here. Please have another, you know, <laughs> another helping. Yeah. Phenomenal. Oh man. Speaking of, which, do we want? They to- had this. They had this. Uh, there's this hotel in New Orleans that the bar is actually on like a record table. It just spins around slowly, spins around. Mm-hmm. It is. I, I don't remember the name of it. We found it because one of the guys we were with went to Tulane as um, his university. And so he knew this bar. And the bar basically spins around, I think. Or maybe the like the seats spin around the bar. I don't know. But something spins around. And so all I did the Only entire time, we went there and we drank there the entire night. And all I did was just stand in one location. And I would just <laughs> drink booze and then talk to the people as they came past me. <laughs> you know? And... It was the best night ever. And, and he goes, oh, we never thought of doing that. And I'm like, that's why you did architecture and not engineering. <laughs> I, you know. I absolutely love New Orleans. And frankly, this is why, you know, I live in Fort Worth, Texas, which is in and of itself. Well, Fort Worth's a cool town. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. Yeah. But we're also eight hours from an entirely different planet. You know, you can go to Memphis, you can go to New Orleans, you can go to New Mexico, you can be in any of these places in eight hours. You can be in Big Bend, you know, which is like being on the surface of the moon at Smoldering Man, Tony. Uh, (laughs) But you're within eight hours of wildly different cultures. And New Orleans is one of those. And I I fucking love it. Like, it's it's great. There's, you know, ghost tours and pirate bars and... I, I love Texas as well. Like, don't get, you know, it, it's like Texas is like Australia um, uh, at the bottom where I grew up. It's uh, that weather and everything <laughs> from the, 
the sort of the the northwest part of Texas, the whole dry. Then yeah. that's a lot like the weather where I grew up. Yeah, where I my mean, grandmother yeah. was. And, and I like, and, and Texans are very they're they're very, you know, happy, proud, easygoing people to talk with, except those in Dallas. They have absolutely no sense of humor about the JFK yeah, fuck assassination. Yeah, those fucking fucks. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> interesting. I, you know, I'm sitting there and I went to the book depository. I'm like, it's not that hard a shot. No. You know, you could take that. It's like, you know, you know it's like, sure, you're using a shitty Chinese Russian clone rifle. Like, come on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're like, don't joke about it. I'm like, wait, it's a politician. You guys don't like them. We don't like them. Nobody likes politicians. How could this be a bad thing? No, <laughs> you know, no. no sense of humor whatsoever. I, I, I don't have enough pairs of shiny pants to live in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> I will say uh, the one thing I noticed down in Louisiana, um, it really like walking around downtown that area, it felt Seattle like. But if they had actually added some culture to it, like, <laughs> yeah. it really is, is really good. Hey, by the way, Rob, we're, I feel like Tony and I are doing a great job of railroading whatever now, topic you have for us today. I, I've kind of planned the right <laughs> amount of time. I'm, I'm rolling towards them now. Speaking of which, culture. What's a segue? What's a metaphor? we go, the metaphor is nothing. We're going to talk about TV. No, uh, the future well, good, of. Well, Rob introduced the topic. I'm going to go get another beer. Yes, get another. You're supposed to bring all these things with you. That's what I do. So. <laughs> Oh, wait, so let's talk about Memphis for a second, Rob. Oh, okay. Memphis. Tell me about <laughs> no, Memphis. I'm, I'm just fucking what, what, Is that anything to do with podcast <laughs> television? <laughs> Although, no, my family's all from Memphis. So we, we my, but you know, atomic family moved to Texas uh, <laughs> back in the 70s. But uh, everyone that I know and love is actually in Memphis. Uh, and And we would go back to Memphis. Every summer as a child, I'd go back, spend two weeks there, visiting family, whatever. I had, I've never seen anything that Memphis has to offer because <laughs> I'm just visiting family. When, when I went through Memphis with my wife, uh, right after we got married, we drove through Memphis on our way to Baltimore. And she was like, hey, should we go see Graceland? And I was like, where is that? What is, what are you talking about? Oh my goodness. So we did a quick pass through Graceland. Uh, to so, check that now, off our list. Now, but, now that I'm uh, back, did we actually, did anyone admit what the topic was? No, uh, I'm, I'm getting there. Oh, I, can't. <laughs> I can't wait to find out because I, I forgot. Either. So speaking of Memphis and Graceland and TV and Vegas and uh, Elvis and everything else. Yeah, no, no, nothing here. Future broadcast television. That's what, that's what we're talking about today. Um, the more I kind of look at, at what's going on right now with the NFL ticket and all the things going on there. And the fact that it sounds like YouTube TV is going to pick up the NFL package this next year. I don't think anything's actually signed yet, but I'm just counting the days till I tell DirecTV to go pound sand. I'm here's your equipment back. I'm done with it. Frankly, the only reason I even use live TV anymore at all is just for sports. And most of that I can get through ESPN directly now, ESPN plus. Um, and then beyond that, yeah, I really just want to watch NFL football in the fall and i if it's on youtube tv now it's 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 like i have no reason to have it so yeah but that's because you can get away with that because you're a dolphins fan living in seattle <laughs> so every game is going to be an away game for you 
You're never right. going to have to worry about it being blacked out. Uh-huh. You know, whereas the rest of us that are sane in terms of having a team that we support that has some geographic location, you know, linkage to where we live. And some reasonable expectation of success. Does he, it's not going to get blacked out, though. You see, if I went to YouTube TV, the Seahawks game every weekend would be blacked out, every home game, because that's what the NFL does, because they sell a billion-dollar package to the, t- the, the, the television network. So Fox, ABC, NBC, CBS, you know, they that's a billion or $2 billion. And then part of their agreement is that what goes online that you can watch in any location is blacked out if it's a local game. And it, they used to be much more flexible on that whole, like if the stadium is sold out, they would let you watch it. Um on t- you know on a tv you know on a streaming service or something even if you're in the same geographic area but i i can't remember the last time i was able to you know pick up a I, well actually to be totally honest i can't remember the last time i tried to pick up a local seahawks game off a non-broadcast network streaming service so what i mean by that is that you know, I'm a DirecTV subscriber, so I can use DirecTV to sign into Fox's or CBS's right. or ABC's streaming service and watch that. Right. But you used to be able to go to Sunday Ticket and watch the sold-out games locally, and you can't do that anymore. At least sure. I can't remember the last time I saw that. So let's say that's going on, right? Like, I'll give you that one. But what about the absolute rest of it? What else do, like... What else is on there that you need to tune in for? Well, like, I, I think that the, the economics is the model that you're really talking about. It's like, you know, the the broadcast free-to-air TV model is we'll give you free programming and we pay for the cost of that free programming by showing you ads. Nobody wants to watch ads, mm-hmm. but they have no other model. You know, like, how do you do free-to-air TV where you don't control the receiver without being an ad-driven model? And so the only way you can change that is by having an ad-driven model. Now, all of the services have shown that the subscriber-driven model doesn't work either. You know, you used to be able to sign up for you know, direct TV and then watch their, uh, their shows and have no ads. And now you've got unskippable ads that are in the middle of it. You've got the same thing on other services where, you know, you, you buy Hulu premium and get local channels or whatever it is, you know, and you have ads that you have to watch, you know, now they're not as intrusive as the free to air ads, you know, they're start ads end ads and you can sort of ignore them. But, you know, you have a bunch of these ads and that's their model is that we can't charge you enough to cover the cost of the programming we develop because you don't want to pay for it. We have to get advertisers that are willing to pay insane rates, you know, because they're going to pay a million dollars to reach five people because that's what it costs, you know, or some number like that, you know, some insane number. And so... 
you know, the model is broken. Russ, you have thoughts really quick? Well, I was just thinking about uh, 10, or, 10 or 12 years ago, I tried to cut the cable mm -hmm. when Boxy was in its infancy. Uh -huh. And I, I adopted it too soon because it tainted the waters for my family in a way because it was so sporadic and bad and you know it wasn't it, it it didn't it didn't fulfill all the promises that i was making to my family and so we are still you know on the on, on the cable mm -hmm. as a result because you know i got like a, a like an antenna and a boxy and i said we're never paying for this ever again and it was just like it was a <clears throat> it was a bad situation, but I do think that uh, we're closer to that now um, or being able to cut the cable. Um, what you guys are talking about and the things that we would miss would be local news and live sports and local news is hot shit. Who cares? Mm -hmm. And except unless as a Texan, there's a tornado blowing through, which is <laughs> Really, the only time I tune into where I'm happy that I have local coverage is when, you know, uh, this time of year when uh, bad shit's coming, coming in. Mm -hmm. The rest of the time, I just don't really see a need for it because everything, everything we're consuming is, you know, a streaming service that I'm also paying for. Right. So, <laughs> see, I could, you know, I'm very similar to what you're stuck with, Russ, is that. You know, I pay an exorbitant amount of money to direct TV. And most of the stuff we watch, we could get from the streaming services that we already yeah. sign up for. The trouble is, is that I am willing to pay that bonus to direct TV so that I don't have to retrain my wife in how to find it, the information. The, the you're stuff, you're right? paying for consistency. Right. right. Oh, I'm paying you're for paying you for you know, yeah. I'm, I'm paying for the user interface that she knows how to use and how to record. And, you know, during the Christmas season, she can record 750,000 Hallmark movies. Oh, you know, yes. and then watch them end to end 24 hours a day of Hallmarky goodness, um, which boggles my mind. I don't really understand it because <laughs> Hallmark has one storyline. Yeah, and they just yes. have different actors in every store, every version uh, of the storyline. Yes. Handsome show. guy moves into a small town. Yeah, I, <laughs> is this just a Midwest thing too? By the way, because I'd never really thought much of the Hallmark movies, but now that I'm dating someone from the Midwest, every time I go back there during the holidays, fucking every TV is on Hallmark, and they're watching all the goddamn movies, and it's the same actors doing different storylines with the same plot, and I'm just like. <laughs> What is this all about? Like, why is this interesting? <laughs> well, the interest is to see whether or not the actors have been arrested at any point during the different movies. <laughs> you know, because Laurie Laughlin used to be a, a big Hallmark person, and then all her movies have suddenly disappeared since she got arrested for that whole... Oh, is that the college scandal? That was the college scandal woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, dear. All right. So I, I, I laugh about it because, uh, you know, the... There is a corridor from my office, straight shot to where the living room is with the TV. So Sarah watches that, and I'll be in here working on it, you know, and I'll be able to sort of shout down the corridor. It's like, 
has the has the uh, lead woman realized that the guy that she's been dating is not the nice guy and that the person <laughs> that she like dissed you know is really the nice person that you want has that realization happened yet and she'll go no it hasn't but it will <laughs> so true but all right so, note to uh, self don't watch rom-coms with tony oh for sure well we're in, in the same house with tony apparently he, he won't watch them he'll just comment on them from the no after the, the status you know if you heard about the start of this uh this whole stream you know about the emergency dump problem so it's probably not good to be in the same house watching tv <laughs> you're gonna clear the room oh yeah literally but um so Local TV, all right. All so, the stuff. Well, well, Rob, before you go on that, can can I ask you guys a question? Yeah, please. What would you want to see from free-to-air television? Like, what would make free-to-air television compelling for you? Um, I would love to be able to just turn on one of the shows that are on their network when I'm ready to watch it, like and not do DVR bullshit either. Right. Like I left, I'm very much more in the game plan of the Netflix style menu of items. So if I go to CBS, I mean, outside of maybe news or live event, I would just like what shows on. And if I'm paying, you know, the 300 or whatever, I just have all these things and I can go and watch the shows and binge mm -hmm. them or whatever. Right. Like, so, so I don't you're have a convenient time. person. Well, you yeah. I, I work on I want to watch what I want to watch when I want to watch when I when right. you want to watch it right yeah all right Russ yeah no that's the thing I, and I think that's the model uh, where uh, and maybe this is the conversation right but the the broadcast model doesn't work now yeah. right because I want to watch what I want to watch when I want to watch it so I don't want to watch whatever you're broadcasting Unless it's a sports event or some, you know, yeah. coronation or whatever. Some live thing. You have a live Some live thing. thing. Yeah. But generally speaking, for from a show perspective, I just want to pop up my menu and say, oh, I feel like a war movie. Or, oh, I feel like a rom-com. And, and watch that and consume that through, you know, Peacock or apple tv or whatever mm -hmm. it is whatever whatever the 150 streaming services have right for now <laughs> no and i agree i think the the, the the bigger thing is like i'm trying to figure out how do i streamline the streaming services i'm paying for to get the content that i want right and get rid of all the other stuff and i guess that's the thing i'd say regardless of whether you feel that like we can just put aside whether you think cbs's content is worth even watching but this like i work from you know seven or eight in the morning until five or six uh or seven o'clock at night depending on what's going on and then i've got dinner to deal with and then at some point you realize you have kids in the house russ and you have mm -hmm. to deal with those and then like by the time you really have time to watch it it's like 11 30 at night you're gonna watch one little thing or one piece of that and then go off to bed that's what that's what it yeah. is right that's why, almost why i love youtube i have youtube premium because the creators that are on there make content i'm interested in and it's in a 15 minute uh -huh. segment yeah i would be all okay with that except for the fact that uh, i'm not okay with paying 98 percent of my fee to google <laughs> yeah i know right. you're down on google but 
take YouTube off the channel. Like, let's just talk about any kind of streaming type service or something where creators go in. You could go with creativity yeah. or uh, there's one like float plane so, or something like that. Right? So like, I, I have like, I have a huge problem, a huge problem with advertising. Mm. You know, if I am paying you money, I do not want to see advertising. Fundamentally, that's it. Right. Right. You know, if you are not charging me enough to justify watching your ch you know, your channel without ads, your model is broken. I agree. Not with my that. choices. Your model is broken. Right. Is this is this a Hulu rant? It might be. No, it's every <laughs> streaming service you know that, yeah. that tries to meld ads with with because you know what they know is that. You know, with the exclusion of a few, you know, a small segment of the people, people are not, you know, they're, they're not addicted to it. Uh -huh. And so they know that there is a, a price they can charge, a revenue maximizing price, that if they charge over that, their subs will fall off, mm -hmm. right? Because people are happy to pay nine ninety five a month or they're happy to pay fourteen ninety five a month or whatever. There's some number that people are happy to pay for. And if they go over that, they hit a cliff of people that, that will just start dropping their service. So yeah. the only realistic way they have of increasing their revenue is by selling ads. Uh -huh. And so they'll find some way to jam ads in at the start or the end or as, you know, I sent you guys, I think I sent you guys a uh, an image of like the Chrome around a video that I was watching. And all I could watch what i was care what i cared about was a you know a three inch by th you know four inch picture in the middle and the rest of it was all crap that they had sold to other people <laughs> yeah right and i had no choice about either watching that in a window like that you know or going full screen and then having that crap around the edges of my full screen so the model that they have is a revenue maximized model and i have no problem with them maximizing the revenue i really don't um but they should have no problem with me telling them to go, you know, shove a, you know, a log up their ass if they increase above a certain price and then try and show me ads, mm -hmm. right? So and, and so, one question yeah, on that, ahead, really Rob. quick, just to clarify: um, Are you okay with some of the bumpers you'll see at the beginning of like HBO things, where they're just promoting other things within the? No, okay, no, I'm not. Okay. I, I'm really not because like, if you give them the 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 an ad at the start and that at the end sort of thing, then what you end up with, you end up with fucking DVDs mm -hmm. where I've paid 50 bucks for a piece of plastic. And then I've got a three minute FBI warning at the front telling me not to like steal this. <laughs> then I've got seven minutes of, <laughs> you know, commercials. While, while for you're shit seriously I, copying the DVD. Right. I that I never wanted to watch to start head. with. Right. It's like, you know, you, you buy, you buy Saving Private Ryan and the seven minutes of ads on the DVD are for, you know, a Christmas love story and stuff. It's like, like, for fuck's sake, do the math on your audience here, you know? <laughs> and, and But if you give them that bumper at the front, what you'll get is then you'll start getting that. This is like seven minutes of unskippable shit. Then you can watch your, your whole bit. You know, and, and again... I come to the point of, you know, if it was free, great, 
run the seven minutes of those ads. You know, I'll get up, I'll take a dump, I'll <laughs> go get some beer, I'll make myself a won't fix. Won't fix, by the way, is uh, Homestyle Lemonade and vodka. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, the, the no repro is um, Diet Coke and uh, Jack. And so, you know, I'll go do that. And then the movie will start and I'll sit down and I'll watch it, right? I'm okay with that deal. Mm -hmm. But if I've given you money for the movie, I do not want your advertising. That That's my deal, yeah. right? And okay, if you so even like bumpers it, for like right. other HBO shows on HBO's Max is no, not doing that. No, because they, they if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. Fair enough. You know, once they get you conditioned to having this small inconvenience, then suddenly it's another small inconvenience. Look at YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. Rob, you pay the YouTube premium. Yeah. YouTube said years ago, oh, well, like, unless you monetize, you won't get ads. Well, like, you know, okay, now if you've sufficient viewers, we'll put mid-roll ads in anyway, even if you don't monetize. We'll just take that ad money and not give it to you. Mm -hmm. You know, and, you know, and so... I don't watch, I watch YouTube solely on my PC. I don't watch it on any other platform. The reason being is I'm not paying those fuckers money. And on a PC, I can use an ad, you know, blocker. And it'll block all those bullshit ads that you get in a, a YouTube thing. If I watch it on my Fire Stick or on my TV, I've got to sit there for five, six, seven, you know, however long it takes to get, to the point where I could say, okay, now I can skip the ad and go to the next thing. So the model is broken from what their customers want. They don't have the the ability to understand or the ability to think up a new model that will make people willing to give them money. So, And, and there may not be a model. There may just simply not be a model. Well, yeah. wrapping this back around to broadcasting and what, like, where... I guess a lot of the this really comes back to ads and all that that originally had kind of started on this plan. Like, like they set the, the precedence for all this, but how is it going to, I mean, how much, if, if ads are, how much longer can broadcast live under this current game plan of how the world works? I guess, I don't know. Like how many people do we know that actually really do just watch broadcast TV? I no, I don't unless it's live events. Right, it, it, it's you know we have a Directv unit, we have the genie here. Mm -hmm. We record all of the TV, all the TV that local channel stuff that we get through Directv. We record it. Mm -hmm. You know about news, weather, you know, and uh, and football are about the only two things that you know the only things we watch live. Yeah. I mean, and you can get weather stuff through your cell phone. I mean, like a lot of the stuff. Yeah, so when there's a big when there's a big weather event, as a Texan in Tornado Alley, mm -hmm. you know, I'm pulling up my ham radio and Twitter when the shit hits the fan. Mm -hmm. I'm not really turning on my TV. So right. It's not even that useful, uh, you know, for those purposes. Is, uh, so, for. I mean, I don't know if we're just not the right market for it. Like, how much longer you mean, does three, broadcast three fat old white guys screaming for people to get off our lawn may not be the market for broadcast TV? I'm wondering if it, we're we probably fat, not if, the if ideal. If we are not the market, target. there <laughs> is no market. 
<laughs> well, then that's how much longer does this last? How much longer does like I know that Comcast is railed against people having internet without having cable. <laughs> I, I I know that's been an interesting thing. Hey, you want cable? You can, or if you want internet, you got to pay for cable, or your internet's more expensive. Shit like that. Um, how much like do we like in ten years from now? Do we think we have a channel? five six seven well, well so 11. if you look at the the technology of it yeah right the the reason you know to die you know once the, the 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 concept of the internet started appearing and not even the internet per se but the ability to have Real some networks. form of of digital pipe to your right. house right you had free to wear has an incredible bandwidth to it oh yeah so so it can dump, you know, high res video to you that 4K, you know, you couldn't get, you know, when you had your 300 board modem, you know, calling up, right? You were just never going to get it. It would be like seven months to download, you know, the one episode of uh, Married with Children that had uh, Christine Applegate in the bikini. Mm-hmm. And, um, then the pipes got bigger and the pipes got bigger and the pipes got bigger. And now like I'm sitting here with like a one gig pipe to my house. And so I can watch pretty much a, you know, a compressed, not an uncompressed 4k stream without affecting anything else in the house. Uh, a know, 4k stream of Christina Applegate in a bikini 24 seven. If you go to christinaapplegate.net, and pay the privilege, you'll be able to do that. Um, sorry, can we edit that out in post? And uh, good. Sorry. You know, but, I'll be right but, back. As Russ, Russ is now saying, I still got half of that 55-gallon drum of lube. <laughs> Sometimes Russ is the nicest person, and other times just weird shit like that comes out. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember. He's just well, all I'm wheel. saying is that... <laughs> Why are you talking about the 55-gallon drum of lube? <laughs> we, we haven't heard anything in Russ's office squeaking recently. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. No, I, I, I wasn't going to mention it, but, yeah, now you bring it up, I was like, holy crap. Yeah. It's, like, it's like butter over here. You know. <laughs> By the way, don't look for any more butter in the house. <laughs> also, we're completely out of butter. <laughs> As an unrelated note, right? Yes. The, so, so Rob, yeah, I think like I don't know, like I, I, I think the it, it it really is is probably a bigger story about what is the future of advertising. That's right. True. You know, than it is about free to wear television. Yeah. Hmm. You know, because you could almost argue that free to wear is simply a delivery mechanism for, for advertising. advertising, and the free to wear stations just uh, simply are middlemen that happen to have found a way to extract revenue from the advertisers, rather than the advertisers are a way to enable free to wear. So, Interesting. Yeah. That's an angle I hadn't thought mm. about. And you're right. I mean, like, they're always worried about that's a, it's, it's a lega, it's a model that's a hundred years old almost at this point. Right. Oh yeah. At least. Man. I mean, well, I mean, radio started it, right? Drink your own. Yeah. Well, no print. Think about print. You know, you, yeah. you printed newspapers and you did advertising in newspapers. And if you took the magazine apart, you had 
20 pages of content and 70 well, pages why of why is local why are local newspapers dead because they made virtually all the revenue from advertising and more importantly from for sale type columns at the arse end of the the mm-hmm. newspaper yeah all of that has been cannibalized by places like craig's list and facebook marketplace PayPal, and so on or not PayPal, uh, uh, not eBay. ebay thank you yeah right and, and so they've got maybe you know large-scale ad stuff you know people that want a full page or a quarter page or something like that and, and that's why newspapers have done let's and i don't even want to get into the fundamental shit fire that is uh, journalism yeah right? no, let's, but let's- whole different just, topic and i'll we just the advertising part of it has crippled newspapers uh, is free to wear the next triple e for I, want of a, an english language word and that's what i'm wondering because of the way advertising is changing no and i i think that i i didn't like when i originally said like what is the future broadcast tv because like i don't know anybody watches it and yeah if the ad if they're not getting if the ad people aren't getting what they want out of that they'll let that thing die and mm-hmm. you know it'll become a desert and be out of there so then yeah they're off on the streaming services and what we do there i mean then what's next that's interesting see i i think you'll if i had to pick stuff i think what you'll see is a collapse of the local tv market Right, yeah, I think I already see it. You know, yeah. I I think you will see local stations will be almost forced to go under, and what they'll become, well, they'll be forced to go under once our generation dies out. Do you right? think? The do you think that goes yeah. with us? Right, I, I think it's a generational thing. Once for us, once not, that old white guy, it's not unlike what's happening yeah. to local papers, right? So right. local papers are shutting down and getting consolidated. And if you look at the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, well, it's run out of some operation in Kansas City. And it's, you know, much, it's, you know, four pages instead of 400 pages. And, you know, and I, I think what I'm hearing you say, Tony, is that's kind of what we're going to see broadcast television turn into, right? Like, it's going to get slimmer and slimmer and slimmer and I, I think until it goes away. Is the national networks will mm-hmm. end up consuming the local station, mm-hmm. right? Ignore yeah. the laws against it, because as we know, laws really only matter until big bags of cash are presented to lawmakers. Right. 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 The laws will change to allow consolidation of networks and ownership and everything. For the best outcome. Right. And I use quotations. Yeah. And so <laughs> what you'll end up is you'll end up with ABC owning all the ABC stations. You'll end up with Fox owning all the Fox stations. Mm-hmm. And they'll use it as an alternate way to get around the gatekeepers that will become that. Like Comcast is a gatekeeper now. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, right? they're, yeah, they're not just, you know, a provider. They look they own Look at these network broadcast. retards out there. And I use that word in the most generous sense because I actually think that they're worse than this. They, they're out there in Europe now saying that they want money to, you know, their subscribers already pay them X number of dollars a month for, for a pipe. Mm-hmm. And now they want people that provide bits for that pipe to pay them X dollars a month for those bits, to, to carry those bits. 
It's like they want to get paid on the front end and the back end for the exact same reason that, you know, that I was talking about earlier where, you know, they they want to basically, they, they can't raise the price at the front end. So the only way they can increase their revenue is by raising on the back end. And, you know, I don't see any reason, like if I pay a hundred bucks a month to Comcast for a, a one gig pipe, I'm making the numbers up. Don't quote me on this, right? Right. Don't yeah, go yeah. ringing your local Comcast rep and asking why you're Our not subreddit getting a group for a you know, hundred or whatever. At some point. Right. Um, you know, I, you should just give me one gig bits a month for that price, right? Your network should be sized for that, capable of handling it and have the economics to do that, right? Modulo the reality of oversubscription and not 100% utilization and so on and so forth and so such, right? Now, why are you asking Netflix to pay you to carry that their content as well? Well, because they realized that if they suddenly turned to me and said, well, you know, Wall Street says we need a five, you know, a 10% increase in our profitability. The only way we can do that is by doubling your fee. I would tell them to take a very, very long walk off a very, very short jetty. Mm-hmm. And Pure. they they know that. And so they can't do it to me. So they're trying to do it to somebody else, right? I think you'll see, what you'll see is you'll see the Foxes and the ABCs and the CBSs and that use free-to-air to get around the cost of paying the, the pipe owners for the internet part. Mm-hmm. So there raises some other interesting, really quick questions. And I almost think it's another episode we could talk about, but to just kind of glimpse in this for a moment, then as these start to hit, what does this, what does this do to like the direct TVs of the world? And because direct TV is a provider of TV, they do not have a, a internet subscription model like, comcast xfinity does right um i mean russ you're on you said you're on at&t right yeah for internet AT&T. but what's your mm-hmm. tv provider same it's the same yeah yeah, yeah. uverse or at&t or whatever yeah. direct tv might do you do we still think direct tv is around in five years oh no i think direct tv is boned direct tv was boned as soon as at&t bought them mm-hmm. right mm-hmm because the model that they have to deliver stuff is very expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got to put a geosync sta- uh, satellite up, you know, which costs a lot of money. Yep. They need multiple of them. They've got to have down sta- downlinks at everyone's house, which costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so uh, I think when AT&T bought them, AT&T expected to be able to turn on what did DirecTV called their... Uh, uh, streaming service, DirecTV Now, uh, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. I think AT&T expected to be able to turn it into DirecTV Now and turn it into a complete streaming service and never launch another satellite. Interesting. You know, and, and that just that just didn't happen. That's just, it's yeah. not what, it's not what the DirecTV market wanted. Like, well, especially not the way they implemented it. Mm. You know, um, I'm not going to pay AT&T another... 10 bucks a month to get direct TV now at my house because I've got a satellite dish up there and I've got the hardware here already. I, why do, why do you want me to give you another 10 bucks to do a streaming service, which 
duplicates the the thing I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the only way they can convert me is by flipping me over by killing by turning off the stream. And as soon as they, and, and this is something, you, and you guys know this, you know, it's like when you give a customer a chance to pull their head out of the ground and have a look around. That customer can change, you know, yeah. vendors and change solutions and everything. Mm-hmm. So you want to keep your customers with their heads down, you know, focused on doing what they're doing. You don't want to, you don't want to let them. It, yeah. it costs a lot more money to retain a customer or to acquire a customer than it does to retain a customer, and it costs m- more money to keep your than keep a customer happy than it does to retain them. When the customer comes, and so if you give me an option to go through those steps, I might look around. Like if they turned off the system here, then I would tell Sarah. I'd say, okay, now let's get yep. a Hallmark subscription. <laughs> let's get it. No, and I, I would. Let's get a Hallmark subscription. Let's get. You know, we've got the Hulu's. We've got this. You know, if I, uh, uh, to be honest, Tony, if I could piecemeal some sort of like ESPN slash NBA and Bravo HGTV package, I'm done. Yeah. And I'd pay, I'd pay 40, 50 bucks a month for that. And it would still save me shit tons of money. Mm-hmm. That's all we need. Yeah. Interesting. I, well, I, that I, plus the other $400 in streaming services I'm paying for. <laughs> Stop by. <laughs> you know, just in time. case. Because <laughs> like Ted Lasso has got a new season coming up. But, but if, you, so. if, you, if you look at like, if you look at what the, the those young people. Oh, get off my fucking lawn. You look at what the young people are doing, right? I've read a number of stories. I don't know how true this up, you know, because again, this is journalism. Yeah. Let's move on. Saying that what young people are doing now is, you know, a, 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 a show will come out that they want to watch and it'll be on a network, on a streaming service. Mm-hmm. So they'll sign up for the streaming service, binge watch the show, and then discontinue their subscription. Oh, yeah. That without yeah. selling out my kids too hard, this is exactly what's happening at my house when, you know, like a new season of Mandalorian or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. comes out. Then one, you know, one of my kids will buy a subscription to Disney Plus and binge it. And the other one is and we and me are trying to keep track of like, OK, we like now's our window. <laughs> we got the subscription for six weeks. We go, 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 go. Let's, let's watch. We got to watch it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's going away <laughs> so all right interesting sounds to me like direct tv dish network they're pretty much going to be dead in the water very soon um as things start to move more and more towards kind of this consolidated well, I think model direct, if direct tv i don't know if it's a done deal about the nfl i don't either no one signed sunday ticket thing it, there's a lot of talk that direct tv has lost that mm-hmm they're saying you two I think, if, I think if DirecTV loses Sunday Ticket, if AT&T is willing to let that go, and I, you know, to be totally honest, you know, the the price they'd have to pay for it, I don't think it justifies it. No, um, you know, then I think DirecTV is probably in, in in real hard times. I think you'll see people just say, "Fine, I'll turn off." If it wasn't for uh, they here 
at my home if it wasn't for the fact that I don't want to go to the hassle of because we don't have an antenna. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to the hassle of putting an antenna up, cabling it into the TV, teaching my wife how to get, you know, free to wear programming on the TV. In fact, I don't even know if my TV has a tuner input. It does. Right? Believe it or not, it does. I well, I'm, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on that. That's right? why it's a TV and not a monitor. Well, again, would not bet on that <laughs> because might be a monitor, Rob. Well, it's a TV, but does it have like an F-type connection at the back of it that you can screw a coax into? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'll go have a look. But don't mess with a Hallmark movie. If you, you know, if we got rid of like it, if it was, you know, only those free-to-air bits, uh-huh. right? The little times that we use local is the only reason I have Directv, really, yeah. because you know Directv. Yeah. You know, it has the, you know, everything else we can get off a streaming service. Right. So, yeah. So I think, I think the cable providers are in a good spot because you can, they can probably back in on their internet and then at some point they'll figure out some way as these big, as all the ad revenue kind of dies out in this area and they consolidate things down because like, yeah, my cousins worked in local TV up in Alaska of all places, but yeah, all that's consolidated down and got pulled out so i mean i i it it matches to what you're marching towards tony so i think satellite dies anything that can't provide an internet stream dies um cable has to start reforming how they're providing it um well i i i think you know stop referring to cable tv companies as cable tv companies yeah, they're basically internet pipe companies that have a mm-hmm. television. Yes, part exactly. To them. Exactly, you're right. That's what I'm saying when I say it. I guess I'm just uh, trying to say it. Also, I think it's a little bit disingenuous, Rob, for you to talk about your family members working for uh, television stations in Alaska. This is public access mangy yak TV. <laughs> <laughs> no, they worked for um, they worked for the local news groups and all that, right? And they're drying up. It's it's true. I mean, no, they're still talking about Mangy Yak, I guess. But. Apparently, the Velcro market in Alaska has been uh, completely saturated. So they can't sell Velcro gloves for people to grab yaks with anymore. Oh, they, yeah. they made it in, inhumane. It's, I mean, but there's a huge ad market for seal harpoons. So, so all this said, last question, and we'll roll out of here. Because I feel like I kind of got a, a grasp on where I think things go. And it's actually pretty dire. Um, a lot more than I thought it was. <laughs> as, they, as it always is. Yeah. But when when do you start thinking they're going to... Some company is going to start bundling streaming services and make the new cable world. Well, so to, to that's a great question because... I'm sure they all want to, all the cable companies want to do that. Right. The the whole push for like ten years ago, there was an incredible push for a la carte programming. Right. You know, I should be able to go to Comcast or DirecTV and say I want channels thirty seven, fifty two, seventy one, and that's it. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And you know, and they pretended the, to do that, but they never. Well, that's because the cable companies were happy to sell you that. They weren't happy to charge you that. Yeah. Right? 
So, you know, cause they were happy to charge you, sell you a hundred, you know, 2000 channels and charge you for, you know, $300 a month. What they didn't want to do was to sell you three channels and charge you $3 a month. Right. Right. They wanted to sell you three channels and still charge you $300 a month, mm-hmm. you know? And so the, the problem with the whole app thing it's been the problem and it was the problem before I think smart TVs sort of solved this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause I wasn't really happy with the whole thing. I liked the fact that I had a direct TV or, you know, you might have Comcast or whatever. No, I'm direct TV. I didn't have to have an app for Hallmark. I didn't have to have an app for HGTV. I didn't have to have an app for Fox. I didn't have to have it, you know, the consistency. Like, well, yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to run a PC. I didn't want to have to like fire up and, you know, fire an app up. But now the TVs are smart enough. They have enough processing power. They come with the apps that, you know, switching from Prime to Hulu, Netflix to, you know, ESPN to whatever is really no more strenuous now than it was finding the, the channel yeah, like and the pick, guide. It's like picking a channel. Right. 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 Yeah. And and so they fixed the usability issue with that. So now, right, none of these channels are going to be interested in, in being disintermediated, to use a, a, a long word, which we try and stay away from in this podcast. I'm already confused. Right. Oh, that, yeah. that, wow. Well, Russ is in on it because, you know, he was a, a bullshit major at, uh, at university. <laughs> Um, uh, you know, they I don't want to prefer the term empathic truth teller, Tony. <laughs> sure. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what I said. And, you know, they don't want to have somebody between them and their customer. Mm-hmm. And the bundler is simply a middleman. Yeah. That's all they're doing is they're just simply yeah. trying to make it eat. They're trying to, their argument is they're making it easier for you. Mm. But really, all they're being is just a middleman. It's like a distributor, if you think about it. You know, why would I buy from, you know, business B that happens to be a distributor for four different companies when I could just buy direct from those companies? Right. And the the reason is those companies don't want to have the cost of tracking me as a customer and doing all this stuff. So to them, business B, business A or whatever I call it, provides a service. It doesn't necessarily provide a service to me, the customer, but it provides a service to the OEM or the 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 original bigger company. And in the the in the physical product world and everything, that's great. It's I buy all my shit from DigiKey. I don't go to Microchip directly and try and buy stuff from them, right. right? And you know, I get that. But in the you know, if ephemeral world of selling bits of entertainment, which are just ones and zeros, mm-hmm. there's no real reason I would need to go to a middleman. I can buy directly, and then all of that margin goes to that company, and that's the sort of thing that they they want to do, and that's mm-hmm. why they don't want to be disintermediated. They don't want to sell. You know, Hulu doesn't want to give Samsung a bag of cash to, so that Samsung can incorporate their channels with netflix mm-hmm. you know what they want is they want an, an app that runs on that Platform. samsung tv and they want to make every single cent of that money that mm-hmm. comes from that app interesting 
Any Where last thoughts on plane? your side? No, I was just going to ask you if you're going to land the plane. I am I'm landing as if you're good. All right. So I think what we learned is... This should is, be the first time if it actually landed instead of just... Well, I, I will say I was horrified to learn recently that uh, my son's got some friends who are listening to the podcast. Oh, boy. <laughs> so I and would like to say hello to Brayden and Amadeo. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, yes, and uh, I'm, I'm shocked if you made it all the way through this. <laughs> so you too, Mister New Zealand. We, we we used to have a oh and yes, thank you, Mister New Zealand. We used to have a oh yeah, a, thank you, New Zealand. <laughs> a, a little saying um, when I was in the military, which was uh, SSCBD, mm-hmm. which stood for stall, spin, crash, burn, die. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the Air Force guys came up with that uh, of what would happen. At the bad end of trying to land the plane, it's being crashed, burned off. I think we're kind of there right now. I, I think our endings for all these podcasts are stalls being crashed, burned off. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This one's probably <laughs> going to be the worst one of them all. But so now, so a little podcast news. Oh, no. Uh, I believe that uh, Rob has agreed to pay our intrepid podcast intro and outro girl enough to actually justify her to listen. Yes. To the podcast. Oh, holy shit. But it won't be this one because we won't get it to her in time. If we did it Tuesday, she could, but I'm going to give it to her. I'm going to literally have to give her the notes tonight and she'll have it ready so we can put up on Sunday. So next one, she'll do so. Have you talked to Osha about the regulations around forcing her to To listen listen to this bullshit? Well, I mean... Well, all he did was open up the trap door to his basement. God, money. Oh, that's true. Exactly. He's just looking down into the pit. <laughs> did you put the lotion Dropping, in the bucket? Did I put the headphones on again or else it'll get the hose again? It puts the headphones on. <laughs> well, with that in mind, um, as we learned, God, money is all <laughs> in this situation. And uh yeah, so advertising will probably let TV die. We're all going to end up spending $400 for apps, or at least Russ already is. Let us know how that future looks. And um, satellite's And it dead. puts the headphones in the basket. <laughs> it puts the headphones in the basket. Would you listen to my podcast? <laughs> I'd listen to my podcast. <laughs> let, let's not turn this into some weird... ASMR or AMSR or whatever they say. Yeah. Thing. One of those things. All just whispering into the microphone. Uh, someone oh. unwrap something with a plastic wrapper right now. All right, guys. All right, get look, out of here. I'm going to get out of here. You guys suck as always. <laughs> you too, brother. Yeah, fuck all y'all. <laughs> Catch you, boys. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye. See you, boys. All righty then. Now that I'm allowed to take my headphones off, what have we learned? Lesson one, I think? This narration is not my best work. Rob, I need more time to record these, bitch. Anyway, cable and satellite providers' number one feature is consistency in delivering different kinds of content. Advertising is what made the TV industry what it is today. And as the money dries up in the broadcast companies, they will fold. Can we get regular TV to become a Netflix menu-like model? Who knows? Anyway, satellite TV is dead, and subscription management is the future. So don't go broke trying to get your Game of Thrones fix on? Moral of the story? If there's any issues with this narration, I'm not redoing it. This is a one-shot. I don't care. Anyway, see you guys next week. Cheers! Cheers!